What is good, peeps? Welcome to an indefatigable artist. Just wake and be. I am your host, Bleas, just a human being a multimedia artist in the 21st century. Episode 19. Let it all out there. Today, I tried to listen to jazz while writing, my favorite being John Coltrane. But something about jazz makes it so hard to concentrate on writing. Um, And I know for most writers listening to this, it would be, how do you even write while listening to anything? But that's the thing. You're never in true silence. There's always noise happening, always, no matter what, um, there's a noise, uh, I guess, unless you're in a sensory deprivation room or a soundless room where, uh, people can only last like a few minutes. So given that there will always be a noise, no matter what, um, I chose to have control over that noise, listening to the same music when I write, which for me has been Ludovico Inaudi. Um, If you followed me on social media for any period of time, you've probably heard me talk about it, but finding him on uh, Pandora, shout out Pandora, (laughs) uh, in 2010, around the same time I went back to college, really, um, I was trying to get into the mindset of reading and studying. Uh, And for me, it was listening to music. Uh, That was a game changer uh, for me in terms of concentration. And now you can see uh, a lot of recent studies showing the benefit of listening to music while studying, how it releases dopamine in the brain and encourages, encourages you to want to study. Um, you know, I listen to a set playlist when I'm writing, uh, I have one now on Spotify, Ludovico Anadi's full discography, and I have his albums lined up one after another, including his seven days walking albums, uh, side note, which I think is, uh, one of the most remarkable projects pianist or any musician has put together uh the way those albums ebb and flow is just really incredible um and ludovico's music in general you know that whole playlist um just takes me away you know on a mental escape it's like a journey somewhere um and while writing the first two novels you know it used to be a free-floating planet of consumption <laughs> um but today i tried um i just wanted to try and write something different perhaps um a new perspective um so tried listening to jazz john coltrane duke ellington miles davis um but it was like a mental block like i just couldn't get any words out um i was just I guess, loss in the music um, of it and 
you know. I listen to jazz, but not while writing. It'll be like while graphic design or um, animating or something. Um, but yeah, I have different playlists, different music for different things. But writing has really been Ludovico and Naughty. Um, and there's this other playlist that I put together as like this yoga meditation album with Moby's latest album, um, those ambient sounds. I'm really, really loving it. Um, but yeah, today, trying jazz, but uh, my mind was like yelling, where's Ludo? Where is it? Um, and while trying to continue listening to jazz, um, all of these background distractions just came flooding in. Work on this, work on this, work on this, work on that. and you know, literally staring at this 4K animation that I'm working on and literally going to work on that while listening uh, to the music. And it just goes to show like what I usually do when listening to that music. You know, this really is a, a mode um, that that really has helped um, my concentration. So listening to certain playlists, going to the gym, having I have a workout playlist and um, set music that I listen to there. Uh, it's a complete mindset um so switched it back to ludo and the words started flooding out uh, fingers hit the keyboard and it was like a dam had been opened <laughs> um but it was good good friction that's what jazz is 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 friction anyway right so i still may try that from time to time of just listening to to different things um that still fit the morning vibe you know not getting too um like i wouldn't go right into a workout playlist you know not not that intense but like a certain mindset in the morning um kind of planning out june um trying to switch my schedule around um, and also fit, you know, obligations and like where I can fit, um, certain work. So having to switch the, the schedule around for, for June, uh, good, good change though. Um, you gotta adapt. It's all about adapting and adapting to change. So we're in a new city. We're adapting to that. And, you know, speaking of focus, you know, I try to get <laughs> so much done in a day of, you know, those background distractions. Um, I just really love to create just for the joy of creating, getting lost in creation. Um, and I have a lot that I want to do. And sometimes when I think about all that I want to do um, and all that I thought I would get done by this time, it kind of can bring a, a wave of panic over me. I freeze up. Um, even though there's a lot to do and I'm like thinking of all the things I want to do, I sometimes will freeze up at, like being stymied by it all. Um, but you know, trying my best to get it all done in one day, you know, that fear, you know, you may not wake up the next day. What if tomorrow is completely different? 
you know, wake up to a fire alarm an hour before your actual alarm, have to rush out of the building and wait an hour while ear piercing noise echoes off the walls. You stare at your dog in agony, you know, no time to think. And then your entire rest of the day is trying to get back on track. It's like you were barely keeping keeping it together as it was. Death in the family, taxes due, unexpected bills popping up, have to move to another state. Holy shit, what the fuck is this alarm? Why is this going off right now? <sighs> the damn dryer in the laundry room again how is that still in the building it's the third time this month with this loud ear piercing noise that shatters your eardrum like what cruel person would come up with such a sound (sighs) um speaking from personal experience if you couldn't tell you just have to let it out sometimes but Again, left Stanford behind. We are in New York City now. Um, And there's a big difference between expressing yourself and acting on anger. You know, creatively expressing my anger. Changed everything. Changed everything for me expressing my anger creatively you know before that i was acting on anger or frustration so to let it all out through that character skriller i was able to unleash all that pent-up rage i could let it all out get it all out on paper see it from a new perspective and doing that over a long period of time, I've come to love those thoughts as much as I love the happy, positive ones, the blissful ones, the blissful ones. It's allowed me to get to this next level of perspective, this next step of consciousness. Seeing these thoughts, these words, and you know, trying to find the source of these words and these thoughts, where they came from, Think about the thoughts as characters. You can do this for yourself too. Think about the thoughts you have. Why do we hear these words in our head, these particular words, these humane symbols, these environmental forces on our brain that surround us even before we are born? There's humans talking to us in the womb with these, with these words. Eckhart Tolle, in his book, The Power of Now, which I've uh, been devouring this past month since moving here, um, he writes, not able to stop thinking is a dreadful affliction, but we don't realize this because almost everybody is suffering from it. So it is considered normal. And if you've read my novels, you know how much I go into that word normal and that of malignant normalization. What is it to be normal? What is it to be humane? We say humane as if it's only a positive connotation, you know, the humane society. Is it not 
humane to drop bombs on others. I don't see other species on this planet doing that or want to do that. How many other species kill for pure pleasure? Is first degree murder not inherently humane? You know, orcas are said to kill for fun, to play with a seal by tossing them into the air, but this is rare and not nearly comparable to what humans do on a daily basis. And I only bring this up to say there must be a more positive and progressive way. We have to become more emotionally intelligent. This goes back to my question that I ask in my thesis paper and one I posed to ChatGPT. How can humans intellectually compete with the exponential rise of artificial intelligence? The answer in so many different ways was emotional intelligence and creative problem solving. We have to get creative in dealing with emotional intelligence. And I want to talk now um, about this dream and this kind of series of dreams um, I've had. And this goes to the point of writing down dreams um, and keeping a dream journal um, because you really do start to gain perspective. You know, there's not always the, the literal meaning of the dream. It is the emotion and the feeling from it. Um, and there's just certain dreams that um, you have that really stick with you. And, you know, you have some, I'll have some, and it'll stick with me through the whole day, that that feeling that that dream gave. And I think as you continue to write, you know, you write the initial what happened, you know, you're kind of like this reporter of writing what happened, you know, how it happened, and then you get into the why it happened, when it happened, where it happened. Um, but the why may not be there right away when you experience the stream. The why comes after a longer period of time. And that's why it's so great to write it down is that you can come back to it and you're coming back to it. And as you read it, you're like, oh, I remember that. And like, the more you write and the more dream journals you have, the more sources of, you know, information about yourself uh, you have that is documented and it doesn't necessarily have to be shared with anyone. Um, it can just be for you. Um, and as time passes, as you continue to kind of like go back to these writings and sometimes I'll just write it and forget it. Like I won't come back to it for a long time. You know, I don't have a pressing need. I just put it away. I save it, put it in my folder and you know, I don't have any real intention of necessarily coming back to that. And sometimes I cringe at some of the things I write. I'm just like, ah, I'll just close it out, but I'll keep it. Um, I don't delete it, but I just may not use it or, or definitely not share it with anybody. Um, it's just, just to get it out, just to let it out. Um, it's that creative act and doing it while listening to music is just this nice, really nice flow that it has to it. And, um, you know, I have my set playlist, but everyone's different. 
I just would implore you to realize that there is no true silence. You're not going to get true silence. So if you're like me, you can control, you know, what that other sound is. And uh, there's isochronic tones. There's a lot of different study music you could listen to. There's a lot on YouTube as well. But the only problem there is commercials. Uh, yeah, commercials can definitely break that concentration. So don't necessarily recommend that. But you know, I understand that not everyone can pay for a service. Um, just find what works best for you. Um, but definitely just just try it. So in this dream and these kind of series of dreams that I've been having, you know, I'm back in Manchester, back in high school. And this particular time, my mind is the age I am now. I'm wiser, but I'm back in high school. And since I'm wiser, I am better at wrestling. Um, I wrestled for number of years and all through um, high school and I in this dream am back wiser and I'm now better at wrestling I've overcome the mental part of it when I go out onto the wrestling mat now I don't get psyched out beforehand I don't get lost in my thoughts I rise above that I go out onto that mat with the mindset that no one can beat me. No one can beat me. I have overcome myself the greatest challenge I will ever face. The thoughts inside my own head. I train every day for wrestling. Every day I am running miles. Every day I am doing drills. My mind-body coordination is elite. I do not need to think when I am on that mat. All I need to do is be fully present in the moment and act. Realize that we're all actors. That when I put on that headgear, when I put on that singlet and step out onto that mat, I am playing another role. I'm a wrestler. It's pin or get pinned. I'm going to do the best that I can to win. Focus on what I have to do to win, not focused on who is stepping out onto that mat with me. I am so focused in this moment. I don't see anything out there but me, a plastic dummy and a guy wearing black and white clothes who is going to raise my hand when I win. I'm all in. I'm all in this moment. It's right here. It's right now past and future are illusions no more hearing what will they think of me if i lose i can't lose because then what will everyone think of me i look so ridiculous in this outfit think they can see my little thing in my singlet i look so ridiculous if i lose i will cry because i am so ashamed they will call me crying ryan on the bus no not in this dream, not thinking any of that now. In this dream, I am wiser. I feel I am a warrior now. I have respect for myself and my opponent. Yet, 
I do not fear losing. That is not a thought in my head. I have ended harsh self-criticism. I said end harsh self-criticism yesterday. Do it. Where are those words coming from? When is the first time you ever heard those words that still linger in your head? Why do you carry them with you? Why do you listen to them? Why do you take them as yourself and not something else? No. When I step out onto that mat, I do what I do every day in practice. I take three deep inhales through the nose. And out through the mouth, saying the words, anger, frustration, in through the nose, out through the mouth, saying the words, helplessness, embarrassment, shame, and vulnerability. I realize that stepping out onto that mat is a vulnerable situation. It's just me and my opponent wearing nothing but a singlet, headgear, and shoes. But I have let out that deep breath. I am embracing that vulnerability now. I am growing from it. I know that no matter what, no matter what, I am going to grow from this situation as a winner or a loser. I am going to be the one who gets the most out of this match. Me, not the opponent. I am going to give 100% of my energy in this because I am so present in this moment that it has all of me. It has all all of me, all of my conscious thoughts, all of my years of working out, hours in training, each and every single fucking day, blood, sweat, and tears that I have put into this moment. This opponent is going to feel all of it. I'm going to unleash upon my opponent all of my harness energy. Whether he beats me or not is insignificant. What he will do by the end of this match is fucking respect me as the warrior that I am, as he and everyone who watches this match will see me give it my absolute all, give it all of my energy. I'm going to be so focused, you will see it in my fucking eyes that they do not waver. They are aimed directly at my objective the singular objective before me. I take life one step at a time. And for me, this match, this moment right here, right now, this is what I have to overcome. And I will give it my all to overcome that obstacle. I let nothing stand in my way. And I will apply the growth mindset to this situation. 
I know, win or lose, that I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to come back and watch the tape and learn from my mistakes so that I don't make the same one twice. Does a bulldozer shiver when it sees a mountain? No, it plows the fuck ahead one inch at a time, however long it takes. Give me more fuel, and it's ready to fucking plow. You do this as a team. You embrace this mindset as an entire team. You really focus on the 90% mental part as a team. Each and every practice, give it three months and see if you don't see results. I just want to go back to my younger self and really focus on the psychological aspect of wrestling more. You know, I did wrestle for a long time in Michigan. I wasn't the greatest at it, but I always finished above 500, which I was pretty proud of. And uh, yes, I did cry almost every time I lost because I was just so ashamed and embarrassed. You know, being out there on a wrestling mat in front of a big crowd is such a vulnerable place, especially for a teenage boy who is um, so utterly insecure of himself. Um as he's constantly hazed by the cool kids and is constantly sinking, <clears throat> seeking their approval, uh, which they never gave. You know, it was tough. Um, I also missed a lot of time due to injury um, in high school. I was constantly getting hurt and breaking something. Spent a lot of time in a cast. Um, just what you do when you grow up on a farm, absolutely fearless. Um, and I really did live without much fear of getting hurt. Um, always down to try something new, ride that horse, wrestle that calf, jump from that barn. Sure, why not? <laughs> well, um, you know, today definitely feeling those injuries now that I'm older. But um, I think we we all wish we can go back and give a piece of advice. It's um, where these dreams stem from. Um, you know, looking back at these dreams and. Just at wrestling, I think it's great how much wrestling affected so many different aspects of my life. Um, I haven't formally asked my old coach to come back and, and give a speech about that. Um, as fall and spring have always um, been hard for me to get away uh, with work and stuff. Um, to, to be back in Michigan during that time, but I am hoping hoping this year um, I can make a trip out there in the fall and would love to reach out um, and just, you know, let the current team know how much of a lasting effect um, that this, this time, you know, with this wrestling team um, will have on the rest of their life. You know, I just didn't fully grasp, you know, that, um, the importance of it <clears throat> and to really put what they're doing in this moment into perspective, you know, that they are young, their minds are young. And this time is extremely impressionable on who they will become, especially in the next five years, you know, of their life, you know, wrestling that mentality and the grit that it took to complete a whole season, you know, really did have a lasting effect on my work ethic. Um, and, Coach Steve Velchek, I am, uh, you know, forever grateful to him. He is one of the few lasting pillars in my hometown of Manchester. There isn't 
a person in that town that hasn't heard of coach. Um, it's really incredible what he's done to the wrestling program there and the positive effect he has had on so many lives, so many wrestlers. He was never one to get angry. Uh, and I'll always remember that time when I was getting in trouble at school. Um, he pulled me into his office and he said, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. And, oh, that just hit me so hard coming from coach. It was a punch in the gut. Like I could barely get up from the chair in his office to get out. Oh, that was just brutal. Um, and it did cause me to change my ways, uh, for the, the remainder of that season. Um, yeah. And, uh, apologize to some teachers there. So that did, uh, <laughs> it had a, have an effect. And I often think of that, that moment. Um, it's growth to, to look back on those who had a positive impact and how important they really are to your journey. Um, and I will definitely let the listeners of this podcast know if that comes to fruition, if I can make it back there. And, um, if I have that chance to do that, that would be really, really cool. Um, and I just throw it out there now as it relates to the, the dream I had and my encouragement of others to keep a dream journal, it can uh, really lead to some fascinating developments. You know, this wrestling dream is just one example. And they're ones that I have quite often, you know, going back to my hometown um, and wrestling in and of itself is a definite metaphor for an obstacle in life that I'm cur will be currently facing at, at that particular moment. Um, and has nothing to actually do with actual wrestling. So, and it's through writing out a dream like that, that it can put the dream into more perspective and how it pertains to your life, which can then lead to something entirely different. Um, like in this instance, tying it to the emotional intelligence angle and the angle I've been going for um, in these talks with chat GBT. Um, and so it just continues to have relevance. Um, and you're able to get out all of the ideas and angles, just free flowing and seeing what words come out and in what way, which wouldn't happen if you didn't just write it out. Um, I'm often surprised by phrasing and where a morning writing will go. Um, I just put on my set music, Ludovico, Yoga Meditation, Moby's new album, um, and it's just right. It's put on my headphones and let my fingers type as fast as they possibly can. Manchester Wrestling's motto is believe and achieve. I just at the time, didn't recognize how powerful that mentality is. Uh, I guess at that age, I never wrapped my head around the power of thoughts. I was really succumbed to my thoughts. You know, thoughts were bigger than I was, and I was constantly in my head, obsessing what others were thinking of me. Am I cool enough? Am I wearing the right clothing? Oh, please, oh please, just think I'm normal. You know, all the usual thoughts teenage boys in America have. Not realizing yet how infantile that all is and 
when I think back of like, I wish I could go back, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's ultimately comes down to being more emotionally intelligent. And that's what I really found profound, found profound uh, about that dream, you know, being mentally older, but in, in that, and like, like I, it was a very vivid dream of like walking into the school and like seeing the, the wrestling room and like seeing the match all happen and how I, carried myself going out into the mat and like how focused I was like I saw it all happen and it was just a completely different mindset um and that was a huge issue for me I would psych myself out I would lose the match before even stepping out onto the mat you know I would focus on what the other wrestler looked like you know oh he looks too tough I don't want to wrestle him I was hoping it was the other guy you know the scrawny one I saw over there uh what are my friends gonna say blah 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 I just wasn't focused I didn't focus on the believing and achieving and how mental that was I wasn't in the right mindset, you know, and the best tournaments that I had and one where I went undefeated, I had tuned out all my thoughts. Um, I had my iPod at that time and I was listening to it and I didn't really know anyone in the stands cause it was a pretty far away tournament. And that was really freeing to me. I didn't have to think about who was watching me really. And I could just wrestle and it it was the best I ever did um I just didn't realize what it was that caused that that tick you know it wasn't any physical ability that I had like I knew all the moves I had been doing it for years it was all mental it was all mental I would just get in my head um and it's you know through this experience um seeing that now and wanting to share that with others so that they can see that in the moment more. Um, I, maybe I had people saying it to me and I just didn't listen. Um, but just really trying to drive home that the mental aspect and the emotional intelligence, which will apply to not only direct wrestling, but every aspect of their life, just as wrestling continues to impact my work ethic and, uh, self-discipline and everything else um that it that it has and you know i think it's such a great sport to teach those things self-discipline respect and a great outlet to let out teenage testosterone to let out physical anxiety just to get you know absolutely exhausted to just let it all out to let it all out there and to have that mindset, you know, going back to that dream of just letting it all out there, like that opponent, whatever opponent it may be, whatever obstacle lays in front of you, whatever it is, let it all out, all your present energy. And like, once you become so present on something and you don't think of even like five minutes in the past or five minutes in the future, if you can block that out and realize that that is the ego trying to live on. Um, and that's not fully who you are as an individual, as hard as that may be. And it may only come in a few second waves, uh, cause it is such a high level of concentration, but 
to at least know that that is a goal to uh, obtain a place, a mental state that you can reach, I think will alleviate a lot of anxiety, um, especially, especially for um, people of that age um, that can fall victim to their own thoughts. Um, and we're seeing that more and more. Um, and I don't think um, social media is doing enough to benefit, you know, over usage. It's not, you know, having more of a positive effect than it is a negative effect. Um, and I've seen uh, that the uh, Surgeon General come out and put a warning on uh, social media use with teens and, and young adults and the negative effects it's having. It's like we need to be having this conversation more. We need to be having more um, emotional conversations. Um, you know, we talk about mental health crisis, mental health crisis, and the silent pandemic that has hit. Um, it needs to be more of a topic of con uh, concentration because it is having such a, a broad effect on so many aspects of our life um, that I just want um, the earlier to to learn this um, and the earlier humans can become emotionally intelligent, the better. Apply the growth mindset and realize that wrestling, that mindset can be applied to anything you do in life as it so often has in mind. I hope you found today's topic interesting and I appreciate you listening as we continue to go further. One episode at a time, one step at a time. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and comment. It's free to support. A like and a share goes a long way. Softcover novels, audiobooks, and ebooks available at Bleast.com. Let's go further together, one step at a time. See you next week.